do not, I repeat, do not buy the permanent upgrade boost. Don't give the develop the, the company that extra money because if we do it, they're just going to put it in every single game. Full disclosure, because I was out of uh, all the God of War and Detroit that I've played many, many hours. I wasn't ready to spend that many hours, so I got the boost. <laughs> did you buy the XP boost? Yes. How, how, and how did it change the game for you then? When you go up to use Icarus in this game, if you're on the boat and your boat goes too far away, or even if you're on land and you fly too high or further away from you are, the game like loads in again. Yes, indeed. And on the Xbox, it doesn't do that at all. Ah. It's the same in the first, it's the same in uh, Origins. I, I haven't played the PlayStation ver version to, co to uh, clarify, but if, I assume the same thing happens because to do with draw distance. We are the good, the bad, and a just plain standard podcast. Pump it up. Hello everyone. Hello. Today, just uh, two mails for us today. It's almost a, a Christmas tradition that Anouk vanishes for one episode. I mean, last year it was bought with the Bonnie episode. Anouk was in London. This time is more related to the episode. Today we are talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes, we did an Odyssey a while back. It was Super Mario. Now it's Assassin's <laughs> Creed. That's very true. I'd almost forgotten about the Mario episode. That was with Laura. Yeah, so I was wondering, and then I can ask right away, and you can go as long as you want, what's your backstory with that franchise? With Assassin's Creed? Yes. So Assassin's Creed for me started, I think I rented the first one from Blockbuster all those years ago, and I, I found it boring because it was the same mission over and over and over again, but then at some point... I picked it up again at Blockbusters and finished it. And then from Assassin's Creed 2, I was really into it, going forward throughout all those, all those, game, those games as well. And my mum was actually quite a big fan of uh, Brotherhood, which was the one in Rome, because my mum is a big, massive fan of ancient Rome. And fun fact, we went to Rome for my mum's 50th birthday, I believe, and I was able to navigate through Rome because of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. So I have a good affinity for this game. So I've been playing them. I've, I don't think I've actually missed one. The only one I missed briefly was the the jump to the next gen console, but when I picked up the Xbox One, I went back and got it. So I've played all of them. Uh, what about you? What's your connection here? Well, I missed it a bit more than briefly. So basically, I played. I started on a PS3, the first one. Mm. I loved it. Even after the campaign was finished, I was I came back to uh, mindlessly assassinate random people from the roofs and collect all the feathers and flags and stuff like that, right? <laughs> No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not entirely sure. The main, the main idea was to come and kill random strangers, jumping on their faces. I played all the ones that followed up until the moment where there was a divide. The so the PS4 was released, and it, it's usually the games released in November every year. And at one point, there was two games released in the same year. One exclusive to the PS4, which was Unity. And the other one was Rogue, I think. I don't remember. Um, yeah, it was Rogue. It was the one in before Assassin's Creed Three, during the Hundred Years' War against the British and the Spanish. Was the was the, I think was the the two factions. That was the one you were a Templar in. That was the only slightly different one. Okay, I also played some on iPhone, but basically I was so annoyed with the fact that you were left no choice but to buy a new console to play the new one. Mm. which apparently, well, actually eventually purchased it. So we have it here, but then Unity, it's a French Revolution, as I understand it, and I never played it. It's okay. It's worth playing. I mean, it, it, the, the problem that Unity had, and we will talk about, you know, 
because this this Odyssey launched with the same kind of problems, and it has been ever since. Unity Assassin's Creed games don't launch without having bugs or being like half finished, and Unity was not finished. They needed an extra year, and it's probably because of Unity that we now have both Origins and uh, Odyssey being a bit more advanced because that game was so you couldn't play it. I mean, I got it Christmas the year it came out, and by then I remember on the day I installed it, you had to install like a forty-five gigabyte update to fix the game. Now, if your update file is 45 gigabytes, that's not an update. That's a, that's a new game. <laughs> that's larger than some games. I did play a lot. I think that was the one just before, right? Black Flag. I played this one a lot. The pirate one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Assassin's so, Creed Pirates. <laughs> I, uh, so basically, I only got to it back uh, just now, like with Assassin's Creed origins last yeah. year but uh, well actually uh, via my uh, brother's console because i still uh, was into the middle of the boycott mm. but then came along god of war <laughs> uh, which looked great so i actually got a ps4 pro just for that mm. and i actually in the end well actually purchased origins via my account but i still didn't had a uh, didn't have a console now i have the console to play you did you did play cuz when you moved in here i last christmas i picked up the 1x and i had i got origins when it came out on the 1x so i don't know i think you played brief you must have played a bit i yeah, or did I, your brother have origins by that point cuz i remember you played you did have a wee bit of a go on a origins on the xbox one yeah i created an account on your xbox but yeah i i i, I didn't play that much mm. Uh, I think I played on the course of a week or so on my brother's console. Yeah, back in France. And yeah. as I had plus all the save oh, right, was, yeah, yeah. was transferred. So um, so we should probably start off with the whole... Well, start off with the setting and the story. So ever since Syndicate, which is the last... Which is the development team that made Syndicate, also made this game. The story in this one is very much not really an Assassin's Creed game as such. This one just kind of plays out as a as a quest, you know, like try becoming your own hero, you know, very much the the. And if we were looking at seven plots, uh, this one is an odyssey, you know. The the character goes on a journey. There is kind of a quest. I mean, you're kind of trying to find your family, but the game plays a bit with that. But because there are so many things going on, I feel sometimes that gets left, and at the end of the game, where you're left with kind of. It kind of left open-ended, so the ending of the game is a bit hit or miss. However, while playing the game, I was quite invested in what was going on. I, d I enjoyed the, my time in uh, Ancient Greece, in the Peloponnesian War, I should say, of Ancient Greece. We're not going Heracles and Jason, you know, we're going at, we're after that, we're during the Peloponnesian War. Well, the thing is that for the first time in a franchise, and you had the experience of a certain game I'll mention in a minute, that I didn't have before but now i have it <laughs> right yeah uh, you were used to the kind of uh, witcher 3 rpg stuff yeah which the guys who made this heavily mentioned that they were inspired by uh, the witcher 3 and games like that yeah i played the witcher 3 i pick, i think i picked up when, when it was on a deal like the game of the year edition which had all the dlc and i played the witcher 2 and I loved that game. It was a bit more limited, but it was fun. It took me a while to get into it. But The Witcher 3 was unlike anything I'd ever played. And me and Anouk in our old flat would just sit and play this game together and we just because the story was so involving and it was everything there. The reason Anouk is not on this episode is because Anouk didn't watch play. Because 
Anouk's not really a gamer. You might have seen if you have us on Patreon, uh, me and Anouk playing a bit of Overcooked, the, the, the multiplayer chef game, which is really fun. But that And we play like Mario Kart and party games together, but that's kind of the like, length of Anouk's gaming. She doesn't really play actual games, but she does watch. For example, she's really enjoyed like being part of and experiencing God of War, the story. And we've played other games like Outlast and Alien Isolation, which we've mentioned before. But she, she just... There was no investment here for Anouk to play through Odyssey, mainly because the story is, in gameplay sense, the story is so disjointed because of level progression and the length of the game. With, with Where The Witcher 3 kind of works because there are so many side quests, but they're so integral to the story. For example, if you've played The Witcher 3, um, the story of the, the Bloody Baron connected to the, the plot of Finding Ciri while you're in Velen is so interchangeable that you forget that the Bloody Baron stuff is a side quest. There's a point where he tells you what happened to Ciri and you can leave and that you don't have to finish that story and that's, that's finished. I don't know because when I played The Witcher 3, I did all the side quests before getting to the point where it says go back and complete some side quests. So I don't know that you have to go back and complete it then. But the point being is the side quests were integral to the story that you connected them, so you cared. Where in this game, the side quests are so a, a separate realistically from the main game that the pace of the main story that if you go off and do some side quests and you come back and you go oh yeah what, what was going on i think we're getting there with assassin's creed because since then i yeah, i played the witcher 3 and i was really affected well annoyed when certain choices turned out to be turning how they turned out uh-huh. whereas in assassin's creed odyssey the only thing really is that i must have missed something at some point so deimos uh, was not with me in the end Ah, oh, yes. Yes, yeah. the, the, because we both played with Cassandra because we've heard that the voice acting uh, wasn't necessarily extraordinary on the male character. And right? it's been confirmed that Cassandra is now canon going forward as the main character. Well, it's um, good because so. if you watch all the trailers, every time there is a new DLC, something, it's always uh, Alexios that's in there. That's a bit... That's a bit weird, but now I've seen the latest trailers, the, the Switch. I think, I, I watched some reviews before it came out, and everyone was talking highly of it, it was a great game, so it got me excited, because I remember seeing the E3 trailer and going, okay, this looks, I mean, interesting. I'm surprised already we don't have the leak for, although they're not making it, it's not, probably not even finished yet, because I was like, oh, where's the next one going to be? And uh, they're not making another one next year. It's like going to be the following year. They've taken another year off to do the next one. Right, but with all the DLCs, though, ju- the one was just released that we had the occasion to play. Yeah, they added so. The, oh, else I have a video of you discovering who the ghost of uh, <laughs> Cosmos is. So this review will mainly just cover the the base game and uh, briefly mention the DLC that we've played so far. Uh, we might pick up if the game is rapidly changed in the DLC later on. Like how we did with Detroit, we did an amendment. Maybe we'll do that, but mainly me and Yam will discuss the base game and what the game was like when we played it. So some of the things we'll talk about that annoyed us, which I'm going to bring up just after this point, is not in the game anymore, it was patched, but when we played, it se- severely annoyed me. To link on from you saying the Cult of Cosmos, when we picked up the game, there was a character you couldn't kill. It was glitched. You could not find them in the world. It was stuck in a house or something. Yeah, one of the minions, it was stuck in the starting location, hadn't spawned out into the world. So we had to wait until a patch was made to actually get that person killed, which is annoying, which is the point of... um, It seems to be the case with open world games and especially Ubisoft games that they just come out unfinished. And it's quite topical now because... People weren't annoyed. Not, I didn't really see any outcry at all that that was there unless you were playing the game. 
But if you're like Fallout 76, where it doesn't seem to work at all, then that becomes an issue, especially when you're paying like $60 or £40 or like €50, I think is the loose translation. It's like 50 or €60, depending on what version of the game you get. Those games, depending also on the version, you get access to the beta. So you've got plenty of people already available to tell you what's working or what's not working anyway. Yeah. Uh, So first time here, the true RPG feel like the MMO version, obviously World of Warcraft and The Witcher, where you've got choices. Mm-hmm. And questions like well, the stuff I loved from uh, Detroit. You've got questions, you've got choices, but I don't feel, except that Deimos thing, that I didn't really, really get a feeling. I, I, I'm, I sh- what I knew is that I wanted Cassandra, and I did it. Well, my Cassandra did it. She slept with approximately <laughs> one, one or two dozen people. Jesus. Here. Yeah, I mean, this is their first go at the the dialogue branch tree idea, which for a first go, it's not bad, actually. I'll, g- I'll give them the credit, because especially with Assassin's Creed being the whole I, I, action-adventure game, I guess, of what it was. I mean, this game really embraces that sort of RPG action-adventure sense, where it's like, upgrade all your skills and pick your gear and all of this stuff. The game is enormous. It, of, of Witcher 3 extent, even though The Witcher 3 is super enormous because its two subsequent expansion packs are insane. In fact, I don't know if you've played it yet, Blood and Wine is by far, might be better than the base game of, of Witcher 3. Like, it's as as good as the base game. I'm in the middle of the first DLC, I think that's the... the so the Hearthstone. Yes. Yeah, yes. Blood of Wine is exceptionally good. It's like, it's, it, it's amazing. Anyway, so hopefully, because the DLC is coming out, that it might be like that. However, having played the first episode... Because that's how they're doing it. You pay for the full block and then it's released. I don't know if it's weekly or monthly or whatever. Yeah, they're doing it so that the first DLC in itself is called Legacy of the First Blade. Mm-hmm. And it's three episodes that will be released gradually over the course right. of the next year. Okay. I mean, that really worked for Telltale. Because, <laughs> I mean, that was a disaster. I mean, it, it was cool in the beginning because it gave them time to complete the game. But eventually, you would just uh, you would just wait because if you waited till episode five of Telltale's game come out, they would sell you the entire series for a reduced price because they would have to want to sell it. So, I mean, it's a cool idea because they're giving us continual content. I just played the mission that is um, an added free mission for everyone, where you you put on a play of the Battle of Three Hundred, and it's it's not super lengthy, but it's it's multiple tiers, like multiple tasks that you have to do. So, for free content, that's not bad. And obviously because they're not bringing out a game next year, this is their subsequent, this should have the most content of the entire series because it has to survive an extra year. You put on a play of 300, like in the game, like a stage play. So you get... Just like in The, in the Witch 3. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you go up to one of the, um, one of the play, Greek playwrights and he's putting on a, a version of the Battle of 300 and you have to collect some wine for the audience and find the actors and then be in the play and other sorts of things. It's, stuff happens, it's cool. Yeah, I remember exactly that in The Witch 3 when you have to remember your lines. Oh, you- great mission. <laughs> Absolutely great mission. So that's probably an homage in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I am surprised that there's not a character in the in the Odyssey called Gerald or something like that. Not mm. like an apparent Witcher Three Easter egg. Je- so there uh, might be if nobody's found it yet. <laughs> there is a button that I've noticed used either. It's when I'm watching you uh, play that the dodge, but the uh, evading button. Mm. You actually need to have it pressed for a while for to actually like topple over. 
The roll. Yeah, yeah. the roll. Or, or if you just press it quickly, it looks weird. You like sidestep, really. Yeah. I like how we both did a move of sidestep, then remembered we're on an audio podcast. <laughs> oh, dear. So. Oh, yeah. I've noticed in the DLC, I don't think it was the same in the previous one. Now the names, when you don't know the character, it says unknown. Oh, I didn't even spot that. Yes. That's in cool. in uh, uh, Witcher 3, when you activate the subtitles, you don't get the name of characters ever, which is even better because when there is a new one who don't know who he is, you. Uh, yeah. But, but in, in this game, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, sometimes you had Cassandra and Cassandra was giving a name. So it's like, Cassandra, Cassandra. It was like I had one of the weirdest spoilers I've ever had in a video game playing this game. In this game, much like The Witcher 3, you can explore like random locations. Uh, I went down to do an underwater wreck where most of the time you get given either like a new ship crew or a new ship apparel or all that sort of stuff. And I picked up one, and the description of the of the of the people of the crew spoiled one of the major villains of the game. And I was like, "Oh, come on, really? Why would I know? I know it's petty, but surely you would lock that. Surely that one unlock should be locked behind killing that person, because it would make sense. Because then you could use these people on the ship because they were you took you killed their leader, you took them over." But having the game spoiled for me from picking up a cosmetic underwater halfway through the game, I'm like, oh, that's a bit shit. It's, uh, yeah, that's that's sad. It's funny because in the previous one, Origins, I was always wondering because of the quality is not 4K on PS4, so I wasn't sure why everyone was calling him Magi, but he actually had the badge. Yeah. Here she's the eagle bearer, and you actually have to, well, if you're inside or if the eagle is not around, you don't know. Yeah. In, in, in the DLC, the, the new guy that comes along, he doesn't realize that she's the eagle bearer. So he just has to, well, will they allow you? Kind of. Uh. I, I mean, in all, in all, it's funny because I've played both. I played Origins on Xbox One and I've played this on PS4. And I do know some technical differences between the PlayStation Pro version and the Xbox version. For example, in this game, because I jumped from Xbox last year playing like the optimum, close, close to PC, but not obviously not PC. Um, version of the game when you go up to use Icarus in this game if you're on the boat and your boat goes too far away or even if you're on land and you fly too high or further away from you are the game like loads in again yes indeed and on the xbox it doesn't do that at all ah it's the same in the first it's the same in uh, origins i i haven't played the playstation ver- version to, co- to uh, clarify but if i assume the same thing happens because to do with draw distance because that was the thing when you jump into this game as well i was looking at um like the ground and it was unrendered it was like quite blocky i'm like this is the playstation pro this that says two things to me that either says that the map itself is so huge that it's trying to render everything at the same time but obviously doesn't have the processing power that the one has a bit extra so it's just slowly catching up or that the game doesn't have all the files but so it's obviously the first one because of performance which is the reason why I haven't played Red Dead Redemption on the PlayStation 4. I'm going to buy it on the Xbox One because I've got a high-quality gaming console and a 4K TV, so I want to experience it at the best quality that I can get it. It's funny because it's actually watching you that I realized that I even didn't do that with Origins, use the bird to tag people. Because of the loadout times? No, no, because, uh, well, that, uh, being inside Icarus for a while, at some point, I noticed that, yeah. that what you're just talking about. Yeah, but, it's annoying, isn't it? But I never used that feature for this, except Aras people in, in uh, <laughs> Origins. Yeah. 
So and no, it's, it's a key feature. Obviously. It is. It is annoying, but at the same time, it's it's minor. I mean, there are there are other things to be more annoyed at in this game. The major one that everybody that plays this game, right? Do not. I repeat, do not buy the permanent upgrade boost. Don't give the develop the the company that extra money because if we do it, they're just going to put it in every single game. The fact that that is on the first menu of the store, if you click up featured, it's on that page because the game cheekily this is really cheeky when you complete like the first chapter of the game so the opening it gives you 203 premium credits elix points yeah, yeah they, go, they go here's some helix points go to the store because they want you then to pick up the the xp boost so that you can play further through the game quicker and it's just annoying because that's why the game at some places feels so lethargic because you're having to do multiple, multiple quests or multiple locations to just keep up with the story. There's no option. I, I, maybe, unlike God of War, that had the option to play just the story and the XP didn't really matter because you could just kill everyone with basic combos, which is the way you experienced the game for the first time, if I'm not mistaken. You played just the story the first time round. Yeah. There's no, there's, no, there's no way for this. I don't think that on easy mode, you get more XP or the XP is lower. Now this one is is has definitely a World of Warcraft of a grinding feel. Yeah, like. definitely. And full disclosure, because I was out of uh, all the God of War and Detroit that I've played many many hours. I wasn't ready to spend that many hours, so I got the boost. <laughs> did you buy the XP boost? Yes. How, how and how did it change the game for you then? Well, I was starting to realize that I needed to grind and go do a lot of side quests to actually continue the quest that were reaching the level I was at. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, it will take hours. So I just went to get the, the boost and then it was easy. So did you think that, so the, the, so you never really, after buying the boost, ever really had to touch any of the side stuff? No. Nope. At all? No. Nope. Oh, that's quite interesting, actually. Yeah. Oh, no, I, uh, I got, yeah, I pretty much got this and, uh. They also had the Helix uh, system in Origins, which I didn't use because I was I didn't use I was not invested in the game. I'm sure they had an XP boost in that one as well. It might not be as prominent, but they definitely had like extra skins, like for your horse, different weapons, uh, all that sort of stuff, yeah. which is in this game as well. Yeah, of course. But I get the point. It's annoying. You paid seventy pounds or seven or eighty euros, and then there is the season pass. Well, which it, uh, I actually purchased the ultimate version so it was you get that with it yeah the, yeah it's included but still if you just want to play the basic game the only thing you didn't get was the statue the, the cassandra or alexios statue yeah which i find a website that sells a lot of these collectors things because they don't sell them all yeah but i, I so yeah i i didn't uh i forgot what the, my point was so but. you didn't so you didn't spend but did you did you spend the extra helix points they gave you apart from buying the boost? Did you spend anything else? Because, so basically, I purchased a thousand points, I think. Right. And it How allowed, much was that? Was, uh, I think it must have paid like fifteen euros. Fifteen euros. And it allowed okay. me to get the the on the map to have all the all the stuff that you need, like the uh, right. So you bought the the map reveal and you bought the XP boost. Yes. Right. For fifteen euros together. Yes, right, okay. and I still have some additional points. I think right. I got the uh, horse or something, but yeah, I, yeah. that's. Uh, but it's basically that's. It, it was not always like this. Uh, World of Warcraft vanilla, but now you can even with gold in-game gold. If you redeem that for a token, you can purchase. You can you can basically have 
month of game for free if you use gold yeah. and you can buy pets and oh yeah because world of warcraft is a subscription game is it still a subscription game you pay monthly yeah right okay that's amazing that that sort of style still exists in gaming actually because i even remember back at the, the when when i was younger when warcraft sort of came out again and you were like you had to pay pay keep playing this game like that was such a foreign concept to me as a kid because i used to i played lots of ps2 games and uh, ds and psp and all these like an xbox and all these games that you just bought the game and that was it you know you didn't need you didn't get dlc back then or it was when it was rare and the whole thing was there you know and you just had this one piece of content it might have been a bit pricey but you bought it and you had the whole thing to play so the idea of paying monthly for a game it was kind of weird to me but well, Obviously, it's still, it works and it makes money because people are still playing it. And you've got yearly expansions that you also have to pay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that kind of makes sense because the, for the cost of developing the game, you know, the, for making that content does actually cost money. But here it's, it's stuff that should be in the game. The idea that you have to pay to level up in a way that you could play the story consecutively is a bit outrageous. It's a pay to win kind yeah, of it's, it's, it feels like it but it's imagine that imagine that in God of War. Imagine if you could pay eight pounds to kill the Valkyries. Oh yeah, we'll 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 give you like a weapon that it gives you plus times double bonus damage against Valkyries. I mean if it's if it's in a MMORPG that's a bit unfair for those who Yeah, yeah. But if in a single play I mean like there are some people who they do in all on old games uh, speed runs yeah. or there are also there is a guy on World of Warcraft who was level I think what was it so there was at, at one point there were always a, the alliance and the horde at yeah. some point the uh, pandarins came and they started at the level uh, they started early and they had to choose yeah now they had to choose a faction at some point right there is a guy who stayed on the island forever so he managed to reach the maximum level <laughs> while re while staying neutral yeah that's quite good so people they give themselves challenges from time to time but i mean they, they if if it's a single player thing and if it's clear to anyone and you're enjoying yeah. yourself more by not spending it's for casual players obviously not spending 10 hours on something that you could power through the same thing happened in shadow of war which is the warner uh i think it's warner brothers is, again who made ba the batman series a game they got really big flack for the microtransactions in shadow of war because it's a single player game and it's the same thing here in shadow of war that doesn't exist in the game anymore they took that entire feature out of the game because people hated it so much because the idea was that in shadow of war uh, this is relevant because the same feature exists in this game. The orcs were like your nemesis, so you would fight them and they would keep coming back and you would develop these relationships with different orcs. But you could buy them in a store. You could buy orcs that had special buffs and all these sort of, all these interesting things that were not in the game or were harder to get in the game or different weapons and all this stuff that didn't need to be bought that should have been in the game. And it's this, it's almost like, because this game borrows something that's heavily influenced by the Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor games, the mercenary system, 
which is essentially a watered-down version of it because they don't come back. They get replaced by different people. And also, if you kill one of them, you get given a note about a new one, so it'll reveal somebody else on the map, much like in um, Shadow War, gaining intel through orcs and stuff like that. So that style of gameplay has had an effect on the that and the action-adventure games, but unfortunately, the, the microtransactions have also had an effect because companies can now make more money out of players i mean look at fortnite where you can buy like extra cosmetics as much as cosmetics are i mean that's i guess it's annoying because that all used to be stuff that you could unlock for completing the game much like god of war if you complete the whole of god of war on give me god of war mode they gave you different covers for the shield and then also in new game plus they give you new new suits and new armor sets as well which is which is how you do it just developers look at what god of war did and do that there's a reason it won game of the year the thing is that i also observed this in uh, apps there's something that is changing clearly the models like i i was trying i was trying to find a way an app to transform multi different shaped pictures into square squares to put on instagram directly right okay i tried four of them and the payment wasn't as it was like even like two years ago, one-time payment. No. Now it's a monthly or your yearly subscription. Well, there's a, there's, a, there's a good sort of like meditation app. This isn't BetterHelp, by the way, for anyone going, he's not going to plug BetterHelp, is he? No. Anouk's got a great story. I think Anouk got done in by BetterHelp because she got it and it did the whole thing where they, it like takes your first month from you. Uh, and she cancelled it immediately afterwards. She's like, this is outrageous. But both of us have a, a meditation app called Headspace, which is the same idea as much as Tinder is you can pay, you get a set, a block of stuff for free. And if you want like extra, le- extra like meditations for like sleep, uh, advanced sleep stuff or happiness or different, different like specific genres, uh, you pay like either you can pay monthly, you can pay yearly, you can pay forever. But paying forever is like an extortionate. So it's like something like 600 pounds or something like that. If you want lifetime membership or whatever, um, so that just seems to be the model of way things are going. I mean, ever since Tinder did it, for those of us that remember when Tinder was three and you never had to, you got unlimited swipes and then they introduced the whole, you have, you get certain likes uh, amount of swipes in 12 hours. And then if you want unlimited, you have to buy gold and stuff like that. And also, well, it's a smart thing to do on their part because oh, it's, I agree. it's, it's so easy now. I went to, to see, it was uh, the, when I went to see John McPhail's first film, um, Where Do We Go From Here? There was Emma and uh, Laura. And Emma was like, well, I'll, uh, I started to walk now because uh, checking my uh, taxi receipts on uh, on the bank was really, oh, okay, it's so easy. You don't realize it. No, you don't. I agree. You have a week or even even more sneaky, a month trial, and then once the month has passed, you completely forgot you had it? Of course you do, yeah. I did the same thing when uh, I had when I had my appendix out this year. I treated myself out here. I said, I know what, I'll get myself the free trial for the PlayStation Now streaming thing so I can play like the old God of Wars because I'm going to be stuck in a chair for like four weeks. So I got the week trial. I then forgot to turn it off and I got charged for the month. I'm like, oh, God's sake, I forgot to turn it off. Um, you do forget, which is why so I've done this multiple times. I'll like buy the game, Xbox Game Pass when it's always reduced, and as soon as I buy it, I go immediately on and cancel it. That's what. That's it. the only way you'll remember because if you do it right, then you will remember to do it because you forget otherwise. Yeah, that's what I do for App Store uh, trials. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah you have to because it's in, it's in your head. Yeah, there is in terms of uh, Greek mythology, we've got some mythical creatures in there. 
I am I'm obsessed with as much as you're obsessed with um Egypt, e- Egypt I'm obsessed now with um and this wasn't because of this game this was because of I bought Stephen Fry's Mythos and then subsequently this year I bought Stephen Fry's Heroes which are both excellent books if you're into or even if you're not into Greek mythology if you're into storytelling pick these up because I thought ah, Greek myth it's too much it's too maybe I can't because I I got obsessed because of God of War like oh these are really cool gods and then from that, I got into Mythos, and I was like, wow, the Greek stuff is really interesting. And the books are done in a way that is so accessible to anyone. They're, they're told, and even the 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 names you remember, because it doesn't matter. It even goes on in Heroes about, Her- is it Heracles or is it Hercules? It doesn't really matter, because obviously in Greece, and even in this game, they pronounce characters' names, like say Sophocles or Hippocrates, because we would say like you, we would say it differently because we think oh that's how that would sound because we look at the the words in both English and in French you would Wait, look at the translations and they stuff. They do intense research for those for those games. Yeah, so I got into those and from that I was obsessed with like Greek myths like uh, the story of Zeus or the 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 war against the Titans, uh, the birth of humanity with um, Prometheus and all these uh, and even then with the heroes with. Jason and the Argonauts and the trials of Her- Heracles and Atalanta, which is a female hunter that basically shows up all of these men trying to hurt, hunt this dangerous boar. And all these great heroes that I'm like, oh, obviously like Perseus from Clash of the Titans, if we look up like from film, because we're a film podcast, all these great heroes and gods that we could like, oh, we're going to we're gonna get these. And then the game misses the, misses the party. The game is in, is in the Peloponnesian War, between the the Spartans and the and the Athenians, which in itself never really plays out in the game at all in the story sense, you're just it's just happening at the time, and I just feel that we missed. Yeah, you've got conquest we, battles, but they're pointless. We missed the party. You know, it, would it, how fun would it be if you were if you because the game plays that you are a a demigod. You're like Heracles. You're like you're like Jason. You're like one of these heroes that just has something about them. I'm like, how cool would it be if you you met like Jason and you were on the you were one of the the Argonauts, you know, you went on the quest for the the fleece, or you even to bring it back to your point, you were captured. You were one of the people that went over with J, uh, with Theseus because in the story of Theseus, when he goes to the the kingdom to fight the Minotaur, he is part of the several tributes that have to be sent over to appease the king Creon because they sent several men because it was defeat. It was like tw- I think it was twelve. It might, I think it is 12. I might be wrong. I'm, 12, for some reason, rings a bell. It's either 12 or 10, because 10 is a thing for a, for the gods, the dodecahedron of the gods, or something like that. Anyway, it's one of these numbers. If you were one of them, and you were sent over, and you, contrary to the myth, you went in first and actually beat the Minotaur, or, or you and Jason went in, and he escaped one way and you went the other way, you know? There would have been so much to play with in there, but in this game, they go for something different, which I feel is kind of a... It's, it's not their fault. It's their decision to go that way, and the game is still perfectly fun, and you do great things. But for me, I'm look. I would love to have got that interaction with these heroes, and that brings you on to your points. You're talking about the the mythical beasts that you. Yeah, I mean, and also the the ones, the the animals that Hercules had to fight, like the Nemean lion. The Nemean lion, the the Emelian boar. You know, there's there's loads. There's the the Lycantian wolf. The bull, there's, uh, there's one bull that's probably, it might be in the, 
the Criterion Bull. I get I'm terrible with pronouncing the name, so I apologize to any scholars or any Greek lovers. I love the language, but I'm so bad with pronunciation. I'm so bad. To any of those animals, it's not personal. <laughs> Sorry. And obviously the creatures. So we've got uh, Gorgon, the uh, the. Uh, we get Medusa. We get Medusa. Yeah. We get Medusa. We get uh, the Cyclops. We get Minotaur. The, the minor, we get our Minotaur. And we get, um, what's the other one you fight? Oh, yeah, the the Sphinx, what, which yeah. was, um, that wasn't Jason, that was somebody else. Who was it that was? Uh, that was the Oedipus story. Oedipus, yeah. That's ah, because, yeah, because he gets the, he, oh no, Medea is in Jason. I always get, I always think that. Medusa and. Medusa and Oedipus, Oedipus is with Medea, but Medea is with Jason. But the, the daughter, the granddaughter of, um. See, the, it's either, yeah, it's granddaughter of, um, do you know who the granddaughter of Oedipus was? If I say Greek play? Yeah, it's, yeah, 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 I've got, there we, there, uh, there was Antigone. A, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's that, the trilogy, the, the, one, the, the, yeah, okay. the, the plays about Oedipus, the last part is uh, Antigone. I thought that so, was the other one, I'm a gimmick, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's Electra. Yeah, Electra, Electra. that's the one. You're yeah. thinking of the Zinni Harris thing we saw, yeah. the Restless House, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I, yeah, I started with the Minotaur, but I went there and it's nice because you had this little text in red. He's like five levels above you. Are you sure you want to go there? <laughs> and I did Medusa last, which was the easiest, I believed. It took me ages hiding behind pillars. It does take a while, but she's not that hard to actually fight. No. The Sphinx was quite fun because it was different. You have to solve the riddles. But I don't know. I mean, these, they were fun, but... It's like because we have the we have the the trials of Hercules, all essentially, which is the the Temple of Artemis quest, the Daughters of Artemis quest, where you go off and hunt. I think it's either I don't think it's twelve. I think it's ten. It's either ten or twelve again. Numbers uh, eight, I think. Oh yeah, because you because me and you you watched me struggle for about three hours fight the first boar, and then every other villain the villain every other animal in the game is easy except the last fight is another boar. And you're like, oh, for God's sake. Oh, wait, but there is actually something that I first noticed in the, a while ago in the MMORPG Terra. The regions, they are adapting depending on, the, on your level. Yeah, so you get to the base level that you need to be in that area and then it'll just go up the same level as you as you go on. So the game, there's no area that you could just go to and you'll just kill everyone with one shot, which I, I quite like, actually. <laughs> which is different from Origins because in Origins that was its own mode. You were in Nightmare mode, which was the hardest difficulty. The enemy scaled with you. But something I did and I used to do before each new expansion of World of Warcraft I only killed uh, two or three beasts to get the uh, new uh, arrows thingy. Yeah, the death arrows, yeah. Yes, and I stopped until the DLC came so that the XP was not wasted. Yeah. So now I still need to... to uh, Turns to out that in the update, if you had got more XP after 50, it would carry on. Like, they saved it. Like, it was just sitting, it would be banked. Oh. And when you came on, it would carry on. So if you had done all the stuff in the game... Like everything, you'd done every side quest, you'd done every bore, you'd done every every single thing, and you'd gone past 50. When the game updated with the, the release of the DLC, you would get extra levels. That's fascinating, Jimmy. I don't think it's ever been done. Well, not no, there's, they've done a good. They've done some good things with the deal with the update, and it's the update isn't just when you buy the DLC. It's when you put the game in. Now you will get that update. It gives you the ability to choose your own armor. So essentially, as long as you're wearing a piece of armor, you will get that buff. But you can press the square or the X button 
depending on what console you're on or the, whatever the button is on PC, I don't know. And you can choose like an aesthetic. So you can wear, if you're a fan of like some of the legendary armor you've got, you can wear that. Or if you like the old fashioned, like, I don't know, like the Athenian breastplate, you can choose a style and you'll still have the buffs in the armor that you are wearing underneath. That's a new word I learned when I discovered this in World of Warcraft. It's called transmogrification. Mm. Transmog. Yeah, nice. the ability to... Yeah, yeah, that's quite interesting uh, concept. They, they added... You have mastery levels now. Yeah, they are set... So if you get past 50, a new box appears on the upgrade level. And essentially, you can just put a skill point into a permanent engraving. So the game added engraving, which is whenever you pick up a weapon... Uh, if it's legendary or, or epic or you know rare so as long as it's not a basic weapon you'll get an engraving at the bottom i might even be only on the the further up ones i don't know but they you can choose that effect and put it on any weapon or you can put extra ones onto the ones you've already got so you can say if you like particularly like a sword that has the ability to upgrade your damage with arrows you can take that ability and put it on another weapon because as long as you get it you can copy it over to another weapon the mastery skills are essentially that big list of all these abilities and every time you get a new level you can choose a, a ranged ability or an assassinate or a warrior and you can choose what you want better so if you if you play arrow wise you can upgrade your base arrow damage or your fire arrows or whatever i personally because i like assassin's creed i just put them into the assassinate ability so that I can immediately kill people. Because that did annoy me about this game, that you can't really assassinate people. They do say there are three ways you can play the game, but realistically, there is two ways that you can do damage, and then one way that you have to kill everyone, which is fighting them with the sword or a hammer or a javelin or whatever you use. I don't know if there is a cap on those mastery levels, because basically, now the new level cap is 70, is it? Something like that. You can put... On every ability, you can put twenty points into it. Right. So, so, so there in is theory, you can you can go on and on and on until until you've got twenty of all the abilities. Are we sure? Because fifty to seventy. I mean, because I'm thinking of the Paragon system on Diablo three, which is basically once you've reached seventy, so the max, mm. you continue to accumulate experience, but it's for Paragon level, and there is no cap on that. I've well, seen people with level 70, Paragon 9000. It's not like that. But I reckon it'll still be you can fill the bar, but instead of going up a, num a numbered level, you can put another point into an ability somewhere. Probably because it's not online, it doesn't really matter because you're only fighting, you know, AI. So I could see how that would be an issue if you were playing like... Um, well, it's like in uh, Call of Duty. I don't know if you ever played. No. Uh, in Call of Duty, you prestige. So when you get to the max level, you prestige and then you become prestige one. And you do it all again, and you go further up, and it's just like bragging rights, really. Like, oh, he's you get a, no, a new emblem, and if you're in people, are like, oh my god, he's prestige ten, level seventy. Like, that's the maximum you could go on, like Call of Duty, World of War, uh, Modern Warfare two. Okay, and here the AC Odyssey is pretty a bit like uh, the Diablo one. They they added a, a new uh, I, you you pointed out, <laughs> yeah, uh, which new. is the Death Veil. Yeah, it's an ability if you assassinate somebody using either the blade or the like shadow chain move, which is you throw your spear and then kill them. Uh, if you kill them, they will vanish. The body will not be there. Yeah, um, and can't be found, obviously. Which, which is slightly annoying. 
in a way, if you play the game, like, say you would kill somebody and then you'd pick up the body and then put it in the corner, and then if they found it, they would all be on the other corner and you could sneak around and, like, bob into the other side. But essentially, it's just you can kill somebody and they'll vanish and you won't be seen. So for the super sneaky Assassin's Creed players that like to not never be seen, there's this ability in there too, which is quite good. Well, it's, yeah, it's a bit not really realistic, but when you know that uh, when you reach level 20, you're able to jump without damage. Yeah, that was a bit... I got in, I, I, think, I think at that point, I went, this is no longer Assassin's Creed. And I think I came to terms with that at that point because I was like... One of the things that, because it's funny, I played a bit of Red Dead after this, and if you, like, fall off your horse, you take damage. <laughs> so from going from jumping off, like, the Acropolis and taking no damage to, like, just tripping over your own shoes in the Wild West and taking damage was quite a jump. But, I mean, that kind of gave the, the level of, like, parkour ability. Like, I remember in Assassin's Creed 2, up to Unity and Syndicate and even Origins, there was a level of skill that you had to be proficient at the ex exploration because the game itself was a bit finicky. Like you would sometimes jump the wrong direction and die, which was annoying, but it made you better at climbing. You realized what you could climb up. And in Origins, you could climb up basically anything. There was hardly anything you couldn't climb. But you just had to be careful when coming down because you would take damage, I which gave it quite a like level of skill almost. And the fact that that's gone... Although it's not totally gone, because before you get to that level, you do take damage, so it is there. Uh, it would have been quite nice if you could toggle that, you know, for more difficult players. You could toggle fall damage on and off if I you mean, wanted. If you're on the horse, you're you're still... Uh, the horse has issues, except if you actually purchase Pegasus. Or the unicorn, which is in the game. You, the like, unicorn doesn't take fall damage either. Cool. Which but is what I use. <laughs> I think there should be a balance between what we get in this and... They, they have memes on the internet because of this. The um, the full damage on The Witcher 3. <laughs> yeah. Jump over a fence, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, it's annoying. The only thing you don't take damage from is if you fall in water. Because I did, um, you know, the in Skellige, if you go up to like the, 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 the castle on the hill, I would jump off the bridge into the water. And you wouldn't take any damage. But if you if you just fell off your horse, you would probably take damage in that game as well. What did you think about the 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 boat? You know the the Adestra. Well, I think the so it's funny that I'm still doing a lot of random on this. Yeah, me too. I've not done a lot of the side quests at all, really. No, no, but I mean the actual features of the of the ship. You know, I mostly use the jav. I don't know. I press buttons randomly, <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure if I'm sending bombs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's is. It does feel like a really stripped backed version of what Black Flag was. Because in Black Flag, you could either drop like fire kegs behind you that could blow up ships chasing you you could use chain shots that only did damage to the sails so they couldn't get away from you you had a mortar thing that you could fire from ships that are much farther away so there was like loads of different abilities that you could specialize in if you wanted to play a certain way where in this one there isn't you can either use a javelin which is just your essential broadside cannons like fire straight at the other person that's close to you or arrows, you know, which are the same thing, do less damage, but hit, can hit further away. And not that much further away. Well, it's a great way to get mats quite quickly. Sorry, get uh, what? Materials. Oh, materials. Like, yeah, 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 quite quickly. Yeah. But in, the, in that sense, the materials are only ever used for the bolt or your arrows. After that, you don't use them at all. I, f I just felt, I loved the bolt. And when I was playing today, 
a lot of the time I would you would use the boat to get places. But I feel that there it's weird to say this because the map is so big. It doesn't really feel like there's anywhere to use the boat because nothing happens out at sea. Where is in a Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which you did you play a lot of Black Flag? Did you really enjoy the pirate one? I had the app on the phone and Yeah, you know the ability you had that you could just like stop the ship, you could either hunt whales or sharks or whatever, or just get off and uh explore like islands the, the tiny little islands that were about that had maybe like a couple of parkour stuff to do like there was a challenge you would chase the sea shanty sort of thing yeah in this game they do have like the underwater caverns to explore but they're all kind of the same and they're not as enjoyable because of you can just use the bird you use icarus you see where the chest are you go down grab the chest you leave that's all you do you don't really look at anything no and i so it's funny because about the the <laughs> the traveling with the boat so there is obviously something that i only realized watching you play which was way way after i started to play obviously on the maps sometimes you have white ships so when you go physically there you press and then it calls your ship yeah I didn't uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that so every time I actually traveled from one place to another. Yeah, so you would you would be like, "Oh, I have to go back to wherever the ship I left the ship, which yes. would be like in the middle of the ocean somewhere." Yes. Yeah, I mean, I like the sh- I do like the ship. I like the idea cuz I came late to Black Flag. I missed it and I got it when I got my first version of the Xbox One with Unity. And it was great fun the whole sailing around the ship. The one thing I do wish was in the game, like that game, if they were going to re- not replace anything, like recycle something, surely the, sh- the songs. The fact that you sing maybe like two or, th- I think it's like three or four, there's not a lot. To be fair, that's probably because we don't have many ancient Greek songs. We don't have, as actors and lovers of plays, we know that we do not have a lot of the ancient Greek texts. We know we lost hundreds of plays from the antiquity. Because they just weren't they weren't kept, you know. Famously, king like when kingdoms took over different areas, depending on the way they did it or how that kingdom kept tablets. Well, I'll use for example the I think it's the Assyrians or the the library at Nineveh or Nineveh is a famous library because that's where we found one of the first ever recorded pieces of um, writing. It's where kind of the first story is ever found. This is in the book that I'm reading the seven basic plots and i found out subsequently the reason that that was kept is because that kingdom they wrote all their stories on tablets and when the kingdom that conquered them came to rule them they burnt down the library and because they burnt it down the writing was baked into the clay so it was preserved forever so in that way we kept that story but because greek plays and stuff were probably just written on parchment or whatever we had back in like back in ancient uh ancient greece because it might not even been paper i don't think it would have been paper yeah it would have been on something just didn't restore it's the same case with the great library of alexandria when it was burnt down we lost all the stuff that was there as well humans never learn 80 percent of all the silent uh, cinema is lost yeah of course because they just tape over it famously um a lot of uh, monty python the original stuff was burnt because not bob taped over you know, um, John Cleese talks about that if you ever watch him in conversations going, I've just found some stuff on, on on rolls of film because they were clearing out the archives and going, oh, we found this because it was so expensive to buy a new film. They would just tape over old stuff. Famously, um, in Britain, we had a, a black and white comedy series called The Likely Lads, which you can't see. There was a follow-up series called Whatever Happened to the Likely Lads later on, which was not on... If it was on film at that point, they had ways of actually keeping it. 
because I think it was like the 70s or the end of the 60s, so they weren't using film. But it was a follow-up to that series, but we can't ever see the original because they had it on film and they taped over it. So that's totally lost. And it's it's the case that... Some Doctor Who episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, some of the old Doctor Whos will be gone with, um, with you know, the original Doctor Whos. The vast majority of uh, George Melies's uh, work, or oh, George Melies, to call him. <laughs> Julia Melies. He did more than 600 uh, shorts and barely 300 are left. It's, it is crazy. I mean, I know people sometimes complain about how digital film has changed the way filmmaking is made. You know, there is a complete... The good example of this, if you watch um, the Florida projects, uh, there are scenes that are shot digitally and there are scenes that are shot on um, 35 mil- millimeter, I believe, which... And it shows width because they also there's more there's more exposure and stuff with the, the film you've got. So it shows too. It makes it look bigger. So it's like the, it's what we would see if we were children. It's what the children see because everything looks bigger, like the rides and stuff like that. Wasn't the whole point of Tangerine and the follow up the Florida Project the fact that they were filmed on iPhone? I think that's Tangerine. I don't. I, I, if it's not the Florida Project, it's something else. It might. I might have got it wrong. Florida Project, but it's it's a film about these kids exp- living near. Disneyland. I think it is the Florida Project, but I could be wrong. No, they added an anamorphic lens on the phone. Right. But I'm not, I'm, I don't well, know. basically, they have two different shots. One is that's wider, so it's like what the kids would see. Okay. The snobbery in that. But because things are kept digitally, there is a copy of it somewhere. For example, I know people will complain about piracy of film online, which is an, is an issue. But don't forget, without piracy, we don't have Nosferatu. If it was not for somebody stealing a copy of Nosferatu and sending it away from Germany, that film would be lost to us. So, you know. I mean, there was a lost generation of media, the the whole video thing, because yeah. most of the series in the 80s were filmed on tape, but video, and except if you, just like Quantum Leap was, it was on 35mm, so now it just takes a scan, and you can get 4K, and you can get whatever you mm. want. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, the one thing that I know people, some people do fear technology, but is, if technology advances and we're able to preserve history, I think that is important. I think there's a, there's a reason books are still around, you know, because it's a form that it works, you know, and people are used to it for so long that the idea of having a book will for probably forever exist. I don't think books will ever become extinct because they're so so memorable. If you, except if you end up, is that in Fahrenheit 451, the, the people who learn the books by heart thingy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the books are forbidden. Yeah, but be, mm. <laughs> except dystopian. Uh, I say, yeah, dystopian futures where books are banned or music is banned if you watch We Will Rock here. Um, so we've mentioned the boat. We've mentioned the main quest. Oh, yeah, ending-wise. Um, we won't really spoil anything because, you know, if you want to play the game and experience the story, it's fair enough. But... The game doesn't end. Realist- Honestly, the game doesn't end. because, Or what I mean by that is the game keeps going, but because of that, narratively-wise, it kind of just stops. Regard- so you get to the end and you're presented with a, a dilemma about your family, and depending on choices you've made in the game, it'll go one way. The best option, you get a lot of new people for your boat, and that's it. And that's quite a good way to sum up that without spoiling what actually happens. <laughs> I'm quite proud I've done that. But that's kind of the conclusion to the entire Odyssey that you've been playing. And there's no... I don't know if this happens or not. Is there ever a point in the game where the credits start? Does it start after the... Maybe it does start when you finish the the family thing. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I don't It was a while ago. I think mean, it might be there, but... 
Yeah, I'm not entirely sure either, but... Uh, and it isn't the end of the game, because it doesn't address the present-day stuff, which we've avoided because it's barely in the game. But, um, you know, there, there's then there's the stuff with the cult that you go after, and there's an ending with that, which is quite cheap and annoying, but whatever. And then you have the, the mythical beasts that you kill as well. An Atlantis thing. Yeah, the Atlantis. That is foreshadowing what's, what's to come in a DLC. Mm. Maybe there'll be an ending there. Maybe. I'm hoping, because the game just sort of just stops, you know, and there's just like, all right, you're done with the main quest, go and do some side stuff now. Which is good, because a lot of the side quests, I have to give it to Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Assassin Creed side quests have been hit or miss for a long time. The ones in Syndicate, I really like Syndicate as a game. I quite like the setting and the characters as well. So there's some good side quests in there. Origins kind of had some okay-ish side quests, but they weren't super involved because the story was the main focus. Here, this, the side stuff is clearly built to accompany the, the game not having an ending. So there's loads of stuff to do when you finish. I don't know how long I've played, probably like 80 plus hours, and I don't think I've done half of the side quests. So, you know, they're, they're there for me to do. Yeah. Do we have points that we are missing? Um, anything else? Yeah. Um, personally, for me, sometimes when I play a game, if the game isn't gripping me in a way, I'll listen to like podcasts or, you know, music or watch YouTube videos while playing it. I did find myself doing a lot of that with this game. Whereas I didn't do that with God of War. Or if I did do that with God of War, it was after I'd finished the game the first time. I do the same thing. <laughs> and I'm trying to work out why I do that. I think it's some, maybe it's to do with the, the game not gripping you fully, I guess, maybe. Or it's just nothing happening at that point. It was when cutscenes would happen, I'd turn off and listen to that. But yeah. And even then I was like skipping through cutscenes. I'd like hear the gist of the dialogue or I would read the subtitle, skip next, skip next, skip next. So... I don't know if that, um, that affected. And I'm kind of sad that Nuke didn't get to experience this game, but I understand why, because it's so long. And a lot. I would say about 40% of my playthrough is not actual story content. It's a lot of going about, doing side stuff, sailing the boat, exploring different areas, gathering XP, fight, having to go and hunt down some more ships because I need some more arrows and hunting the boars and all that kind of stuff. So there's if you're looking for something that is, you're going to, get really good ex good time out of this is where to go or red dead redemption even though i've not played it yet but apparently it's huge especially because it's got online that'll be supported until the next uh, gta comes out probably because even gta 5 is still getting supported with extra dlc and they've moved on to red dead redemption so. well there is a gta online yeah th the thing is though when gta 5 came out they or even before that they stopped doing um content for uh, gta 4 which came out much earlier so I'm curious to see when Rockstar stops supporting GTA 5 and go straight over to uh, Red Dead Redemption. Although I know why, because both Red Dead, not Red Dead, GTA 5 is on Xbox 360, PS3, Xbox One and PS4. It's on both generations, the online stuff. So they're probably making double the money because if people haven't jumped over yet, uh, they can still make the money there. Anything else about this game I've not mentioned that I should mention? I mentioned the game didn't, the, some of the game didn't work. No, I think I'm, I think I'm good. I think I'm ready to go into the rating. Let's go. So, Jan, what do you think of this game? Was it good, bad, or just plain standard? Uh, well, I would say it was okay. I don't regret playing it, but uh, uh, it's not keeping me awake at night. <laughs> Whereas God of War, the did. yeah, and oh, the, the Witcher, yeah, The Witcher Three is the, the you live and breathe that game. I I I had that experience, like oh, I want to go back and play this. I was the same with Alien Isolation as well. Like me and Anouk had such a great time playing uh, Alien Isolation. With this game, it's difficult because I like what it does, and I had fun playing it. 
but because I've been playing it again, I'm like, oh, this is quite fun. I can't be that that harsh on it because I remember coming away, finishing it, and going, I I don't really know if I enjoyed that or not because there was so much to do. I can't remember my emotions the whole way through. So, like I said, if you're looking for something that you're going to get a lot of time out of, because I know video games at the moment are it is a pricey medium. So, if you're looking for a full package of stuff to do, pick this up because you'll be with it for about probably a year. Especially if you're not just playing it full time all the time, like putting like four or six hours into a like playthrough, like you just play it when you come home from work or school or whatever, you're gonna have a long playtime with this game. So that's good value for money. So that's a positive. However, the whole shady atmosphere of putting in the the XP boost is a bit annoying to me, and the whole marketplace thing because I I'm an advocate of cosmetics and i know there are cosmetics in the game that you can unlock i just feel that cosmetics should be in the game you know you unlock them for doing like diff- more difficult things like complete the game on the hardest mode um complete the game without dying all these sort of kind of crazy achievements that you can used to be able to get should reward you as well but having said that it's a good game um i just wish there for me i wish th- i'm looking for a game that's with the heroes of ancient greek myth but it is fun it's, I don't know if it's Assassin's Creed because you can't really assassinate people unless you use an ability to like do extra damage. So as an action-adventure RPG, this is, this is not bad. This is pretty good. Playable, it's enjoyable. I would continue playing the DLC. I'm curious to see where it goes. Mm, I'm curious to see what they will do with their skull and bones. Yes, that was the that when I was playing the 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 stuff with the boat in this, I'm like, yeah, I do want a game. I'm I'm I am curious to see what they do with that pirate game because although there wasn't a lot to do with the boat, obviously because you're not a pirate, you're not hunting down quests, you're not collecting treasure or whatever. The boat is incredibly fun. <laughs> so yeah, that was us doing a two-handed one episode on a video game that Anouk didn't play. I felt this went quite well for just the two of us. We had a lot to say. Yeah. So this is good. And uh, to be sure that we don't lock this episode in the schedule, we will stop there. I won't add anything. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we'll... Um, I'll tell you what, just for the fun of it, have you seen the, the YouTube Rewind yet? Yes. It's terrible, isn't it? I don't know what... It, it's now the highest disliked video of all time. I've read the, the, some people anal- analyzing that thing is that now it's no longer... And now it's a calling card for advertisers. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what yeah, it yeah. became. So I watched a good video that was somebody had just put them all together in a, like a like from 2013 or 2000 sorry 2012 onward, and you could see the shift in like from sort of like creators to just advertising material. Basically, I saw that people were going to Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber's Justin Bieber's baby video, which was the most disliked and if they had disliked it undisliked it so that it would drop down and the youtube rewind would go up uh, it, it <laughs> nice it makes sense that they take this approach because now they have youtube premium so they have stuff to sell so yeah I, although there wasn't a i don't know because i have there was nobody from like say their most one of the most successful series which was cobra kai surely if they were gonna go for like hey there's youtube red they would have some of the people that were in the YouTube Red series. I mean, they, uh, they didn't have Logan Paul and Jake Paul for obvious, well, for obvious reasons. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. So it's curious. We'll see what happens if there will be one next year. I'm highly suspicious if there will be after this reaction or next year if people should make their own. <laughs> get a gr- get a group of YouTubers to put some money together and go. Let's just make our own one and then have a competition to it. That'd be quite healthy to see the difference between corporate YouTube and actual YouTube creators. So yeah. 
Thank you for uh, watching, listening. Yeah, as cheers. Visual, and we'll see you around for something, something Some else other quickly. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye. Bye now. Oh, we were. Oh, Adam. <laughs> and Jan. And Jan. <laughs> bye bye. Bye now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Good, the Bad, and the Just Plain Standard podcast. If you like what you heard, you can leave us a review via iTunes. If you want to keep up to date with what we're doing, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Good Bad Standard Podcast on both platforms. If you fancy seeing the live streams that we talk about on the podcast, they can be found on YouTube.com. You search for Milk in a Wine Glass. There are other bits and bobs on there too, just to see what Jan's up to during the week. And if you really like us, like really, really like us, why don't you head on over to Patreon.com slash Good Bad Standard Podcast and have a look if you want to support us. Any small donation is appreciated.